welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part two, one dual biffing moment at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm the commanders in the news. Good one. And uh, and uh, joining us is uh, is is Norman Benford from uh, Back to the Future, the podcast. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. It remains a pleasure to be here. Uh, unfortunately, your uh, your co-host had to bow out due to uh, technical difficulties. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, maybe down the road we'll be able to get Brad back on the show. Oh, that that would be great, and I'm sure he'd be happy to again. Um, all right. Well, today we are going back to minute sixty-eight, uh, which begins with Biff saying, "You're going with me, understand?" And ends with old Biff driving young Biff's car through some shrubbery. Um, and uh, yeah, so so okay, so uh, weirdly, a lot of things happen in this minute. Uh, we get, we get pretty, three pretty distinct, uh, stuff happening. But, uh, the first thing that happens is Lorraine telling Biff to get his cooties off of her. Cooties, Lorraine? Oh, see, I heard, I heard goobies. Get your goobies off of me. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure those were cooties. Okay, cool. That that kind of makes sort of sense. Yeah, I mean, what the hell are goobies? I don't know. That's what I was thinking when I was watching Sounds like a like an eighties cartoon, like a Smurfs ripoff. I, I was going to say it sounds like movie candy, or or movie or movie candy, like goobers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lorraine gets a critical hit, and yeah, well, well, first, even before we get that, uh, we get the scary zoom ins. <laughs> yeah, uh, where where this is important to the story. Oh God, he says he goes. You're my. When are you going to get it through your head, Lorraine? You're my girl, and it is. This like he attempted to rape Lorraine in the first movie, and for some reason, this gives me like creepy chills more. And actually, he doesn't want it to get it through her head. He wants her to get it through her thick skull. Oh, through her thick skull. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very Gone Girl. Oh, it's super. <laughs> oh, it's so creepy. It's, and, it's bad, and bad. That zoom in is very Hitchcockian. Hmm. And then Which the subsequent, just, yeah, and then the subsequent close-up of Lorraine too. Right, right. Another, 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 like arching zoom in. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really creepy. I mean, it's, it's a really creepy bit. And, uh, but, but I will say it's creepier when they do it for Biff. But when they reverse it, it's not as creepy. It's like it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not because it's Lorraine, not Biff, but. It's also I think it actually robs the previous shot of its power mm-hmm. uh, because when he what he's saying is super creepy. What she's saying just is like ironic. Um, well, it, it's sort of because um, what I, she says, because what she says, for those of you who didn't just watch the minute like we did, mm-hmm. what she says is I wouldn't marry you even if you had a million dollars, which is ironic because obviously we know that's not true. Well, I mean, it, it it sort of this is sort of the I think the reason that Bob put a zoom in on Lorraine is it's kind of like this is the moment that the the seeds for Tannenville are sort of first subconsciously planted. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. But but my argument is that the previous swoop zoom is fulfilling a different purpose 
than the 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 swooping zoom in on Lorraine. Oh, I agree. You're right. That is what it's doing with Lorraine, but I think it should be a different shot because if you're not the the emotion that you're getting out of the two shots are not the same, mm-hmm. and so they should be different shots in my opinion. Yeah. And it's also uh, it, it's interesting because I, I was thinking about you know a few a few weeks ago you were asking like well why is Biff so like focused on Lorraine when he has the money and the power and on any women like why why is he so fixated on Lorraine and I think it's I think it, it the answer is in this alleyway where Lorraine really does represent this sort of you know I mean n- not to get too Gatsby about it but this sort of like unreachable goal that like if i can get lorraine it means that i that i won it's it's she's more a possession that he hangs on to spitefully than a human being that he relates to as a partner yeah and like you know and once we get to tannenville she sort of is more of like the old letter jacket than a wife you know she's like the hot she's the heisman trophy that that he won back in his glory days that makes sense yeah um, so then she, uh, she kicks him in the shin, which is a nice shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she bashes him over the head with the box, which I think does, did more damage to the box and the dress than it did to Biff. Though you wouldn't know that because he reacts really big to getting hit in the head with a, with a, with a gift box. Oh yeah. He, he sells that one real well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, there's, it's not like it was lead lined. It's just a cardboard <laughs> box. Well, it's Lorraine. We don't know. <laughs> I it's I don't know it's uh it's really silly uh the shin thing works but like I wish instead of like pain the expression on his face would have been like annoyance mm-hmm. just like oh god Jesus Come what on. if what if Betty like joined in and they just like just death proof the Biff there on the <laughs> that would be amazing he, he oh could have just he could have just sold uh. Uh, disbelief and outrage instead of actual pain. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, it just, it looks really silly. I mean, it, it, it's, there, there is no situation in which that would hurt. Cause like, even if it was lead lined, like the, the, the box would be falling apart because those boxes are not made to hold weight, any weight whatsoever. You know, it'd be really funny if he, uh, if she punched Biff kind of in a similar way that George did. Or like or like or like a Marty move, you know? Like maybe she like yeah. j- jumps over him. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Lorraine would have that in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you know, she she's gonna jump on him. Uh, is that is the dance? The dance of the same night. So like, she's gonna jump on him later that night and and hit him from behind before getting tossed to the ground. But I I don't think she could actually like deck him. I don't, I don't yeah, I guess I'm just because like Lorraine is definitely where Marty gets his, you know, scrappy side, you know? Yeah, definitely. And George, hopefully he got as little as possible. <laughs> it, it's a it's a pretty horrible one two combo. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, I, I like the addition of uh, after after she hits him in the head with the box uh, she and Babs run off down the street and uh, Bib follows them. And I really like the directorial choice of having a car almost hit Biff. Um, Cause it just, it, I like how it takes the wind out of his sails. <laughs> He's like, ah, crap. 
Yeah, it just makes the whole thing more awkward, which I, I like. I like that a lot. Well, and let, let's kind of reframe this in a different time. It, it is the year 2016. You cross the street to talk to a girl you go to high school with, attempt to disrobe her, grab her by the shoulders, yell at her. She kicks you. She flees down the street. You run into the middle of the road, point <laughs> at her and scream, one day you'll be my wife. 2016, everyone's recording that with their iPhone. People are quietly mumbling to themselves that the tannin boy is on bath salts again, and he ends up tased, possibly dead, in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's the world we hope to live in. I think in our world, he gets like a free ride scholarship to Yale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. Um, I, I, I just, I, I, I think it would definitely, it would definitely end up on the internet. I think, I think he would become, I mean, in 2016, I mean, Biff would be the leader of like the Reddit, like, you know, men's rights. Name, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah men, men, men's rights activists, like MRAs. He'd be like the leader of the MRAs. Um, I mean, he would be a complete monster in 2016. <laughs> uh, oh God. Can you imagine Biff on Twitter? Yeah, I know. I know. No. I mean, we can. I, he's running for president. Sure. <laughs> That's true. Sad. <laughs> Twitter seems a little pedestrian for Biff. Biff's probably on 4chan. Yeah, 4chan and Reddit would be his move. I Biff's, think. In, Biff's in Anonymous. Biff's big into Anonymous. Why? The no, re- I don't think so. I don't think so because Anonymous is into – Liberal, uh, like at freedom, like – Yeah, yeah, body. yeah. No, he would be an MRA. Um he would just be an MRA. He would have an anime, uh, an anime girl as his uh, as his as his profile picture. Oh, see, I'm thinking it's like a gym selfie or like a mirror selfie, like a shirtless mirror selfie. Where he's like, oh no, 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 no. It'd either be a Confederate flag or an anime anime character. I don't think Biff knows what anime is. I think it's a Confederate flag. Or no, or- he would he would know in 2016. 1955 Biff doesn't know. I mean, but in 2016, we're talking about the world of 2016. Yeah. Or a picture of him with his car. <laughs> yeah. And he, he conveniently forgot to wear a shirt that day. <laughs> Love and life. Do you guys, do you think Biff is ripped? Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was different in the 50s. You could just have a normal body. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Biff has a six pack. Yeah, but I think, I think if you really, really ticked him off, he'll, he'll just kill you. He'll just tear you to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it's like but, tussling, uh, tussling with a bear. It's like, oh, look at look at that flabby, hairy, chubby bear in the woods. And then you go to pet its cub, and it just rips you to ribbons. Right. That's Biff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, although, although he would never fight someone to protect someone else. No, that's lie. true. <laughs> he would. Yeah, he sure. would use his cub to lure you in just so he could beat on you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so then uh, we we sort of uh, pan over and we see geriatric Biff sitting in the driver's seat, and this is one of my favorite line deliveries from oh, Thomas great. F. Wilson, so which is he he's like yeah you always had a way with women, and he just look turns and looks at him and just goes get the hell out of my car old man. Oh, no, like, it's, it's so it's great, so good. <laughs> I think I think that might be my favorite line delivery by Thomas F. Wilson in all three films. You know, Thomas F. Wilson in this scene, seeing both Biffs together, 
you really you can really appreciate how different he makes geriatric Biff. Mm-hmm. Like I would be really curious to see like Griff act opposite Mad Dog Tannen, like just to see mm-hmm. the other character comparisons, you know, and just to see the choices he would make. I mean, because yeah. he he has absolutely amazing range. That he yeah. he is he is like the proto tannin in all realities, yet he somehow manages to make one each one absolutely distinctly different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just really like, I really like how geriatric Biff. You can still recognize, like, yeah, he's he's older, he's a little wiser, he's a little more chill. Tired. Yeah, but he's also still Biff because he's still trying to act cool. Like he's sitting in the front seat and he just like starts saying stuff that's like it's like, yeah, like I'm I'm cool and mysterious, like like yeah. this Yeah, like like he just he, he just has this vibe where he's still trying to be cool, but then himself as a young man is just ruining it. <laughs> and so he's just losing his patience. Although interestingly enough, he does not appear to be at all afraid of his younger self, even though he is of Griff. Like he's he's very much humbled and afraid of Griff. Right. Of course, Griff's a cyborg. So. Yeah. Well, and I and I just I like. I mean, we'll 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 get into this actually in the in the next few minutes where we get a little bit more of them together. But it's it it is. You're right. I I I like how. Uh, I like their interaction as the same character from different time periods. I mean, they're literally they're doing Looper before Looper did Looper, and better. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bruce. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, Marty kind of looks like a uh, young. He's kind of rocking like a Bruce Willis look right now in the back of that car. Is what do you mean? Just it just seems like how Bruce Willis actually dressed in the eighties, like if he showed up like to a blues bar, you know, like the fedora. I don't stuff. think you're talking about Bruce Willis. I think you're talking about Bruno. His uh <laughs> Oh my god, those were the star- same person, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, his pop star alter ego. Oh his his ill conceived alter ego. Bruno his, was his Bruce first Willis. Games. <laughs> this whole time. I never knew. Yeah. Um but uh, I think that's all I've got for this minute. I mean, I mean, you know, you get the moment where they're where they're driving over the curb, uh, and, and <laughs> it's so it's, it's kind of a funny uh, it's kind of a funny cut to you know Biff being all chill in the front of the car, and then he just drives over, he mounts a curb. Yeah, well, I I think that that's I think it's funny that like older Biff can't drive, but I don't think it's a joke about Biff so much as it's a joke about old people. And that <laughs> sure, kind of yeah. get in. Yeah, makes me a little sad. <laughs> Actually, um, I I do have one interesting side note for minute sixty eight. Okay, uh, M- Miss Lonely Hearts. Uh, kind of the assumption is that that is a a newspaper columnist that gives relationship advice. Uh, it's actually a nineteen thirty three novel written by Nathaniel West about a man who writes a Miss Lonely Hearts column in a local newspaper. And this oh. is uh, according to uh, the rock-solid source of Wikipedia that this guy is a depressed alcoholic newspaper columnist. He gets into bar fights, and the play ends on a happy note when he's shot by the husband of a woman that he slept with and then beat up. So it's an Amy Sherman Palladino level reference, Biff. But yeah, wow. that's 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 what I'm saying. Is is Biff like secretly an excellent English student? 
to, to pull that one out? Maybe his grandma read it. Maybe he read it to his grandma. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, out loud. maybe his grandmother read it to him when he was a young child, which would explain very, very much of his uh, psychopathy. Yeah. Find yeah. a girl and make her yours, Biff. Say it with me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take no for an answer, Biff. No, they are, they are going to say no for at least the first 15 times. Also, it, something that, that I always forget is that geriatric Biff doesn't know what alternate 1985 is, right? Because yeah. he comes from the beta timeline. And so he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he's very confident about what's going to happen if he gives himself the almanac for someone who doesn't actually know what's going to happen. He says like, like, Oh, you, you want to, you want to marry that girl? Like I'll, I'll, I'll show you how, like I've got, I've got how you're going to do it. And it's like, do like, how do you know that? Like, I mean, obviously that is what happens, but I don't know. A million things could happen between, I mean, he could have married Marilyn Monroe. Like, and, and there's, there's a, you know, there's a chance that he actually did. And then got divorced. So, because I mean, Lorraine's his third wife. So who knows who the other two wives were? Well, um, and I, I well, think quote Marty McFly, I can't lose. Right. That's very true. I, I think Biff's mindset when he concocts this scheme is he goes back, drops this off to young Biff. And then when he returns to the future, he's magnificently wealthy. Because he has not been schooled of the art uh, of time travel and alternate realities like Doc and Marty have. Like right. I, th- I think he think his plan is foolproof, which sadly, if you're a fan of old Biff as I am, turns out to not be the case. Well, and, and what, what's interesting too, I wonder what would have happened if, if Biff uh, – if, if alternate Biff was still alive in 2015 – what would have happened? Because our, our the, the Biff that comes back in time wouldn't have died. I mean, that's and that's a whole other thing. Like that Biff actually shouldn't be dying um, because he's technically from another timeline and the timeline shouldn't be correcting like that. It, it's 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 confusing because because for some reason, Marty and Doc aren't um, being affected by timeline shifts and things like that, because technically when, when Marty is in alternate 1985, if, if you shift into yourself, he should be shifting into, uh, the, the Marty from 1985 who's in Switzerland. So he should just be like phasing out into Switzerland. I'm seeing snow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so it's a little, it's a little confusing, but, but let's, but, but take, taking that out of the equation, if, if Biff, is alive in 2015 after changing the past and he is magnificently rich. What is, what would, what do you guys think elderly Biff would do? Would he like, cause there would be another Biff walking around. So like, would he, would he find out and just be really bummed and not be able to like change things or get control of any of this money or, or what, or, would he attempt to murder the other Biff and takes his place? Yeah, I, I think he attempts to to usurp, you know, that that Biff's place and power. Man, I want to see that movie. He's 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 a crafty <laughs> he's a crafty fella. Yeah, Biff versus Biff. I'd watch that. Biff v Biff. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be really interesting. 
Um, all right. Well, that's all I got for 68. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good here, guys. All right. Well, uh, in the, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 69. In the meantime, you can go to our website, DuelingGenre.com, where you can check out uh, our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion, and uh, and Geek by Night, our original audio drama that uh, Nick and I write and produce together, along with so many other people that are involved. Uh, and uh, you can also find the short films that I directed there uh, under the films section. Uh, the Cupid Division and Unexceptional are both uh, on the website there. And uh, if you will go check out our Patreon page uh, over the weekend, you may have uh, listened to Back to the Future Minute No Roads Edition, our new weekend edition of the podcast. Uh, the first taste was free, but going forward, they're going to be exclusive to Patreon. So go to duelinggenre.com slash support and, uh, and donate at the $5 a month level or higher and you'll get every episode of the no roads edition uh as they come out weekly and uh and then you can check out uh you know other other things on uh, on the patreon page and uh just help us uh help help us continue the show our next back to the future minute related goal on the on the show is uh or on the po- on the on the patreon is uh a live uh co- our live coverage of back to the future the ride um, which we will be doing at the one thousand dollar level, uh, and uh, but we do have a five hundred dollar level. We have other goals between now and then. They're just not uh, directly Back to the Future minute related. But so go go check it out. And uh, we're also selling T-shirts at DuelingGenre.com/slash/merch. Uh, so go check that out as well. And uh, as always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producers David Jeffries and Leaper One Eighty Two. And we will be back tomorrow with you. Bye. Bye, guys.